Hello and welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast, the show that empowers you to wake up to your full potential and achieve your biggest goals and dreams. I am your host, Hal Elrod, and I invite you to join us each week as we share actionable strategies to take your life to the next level, as well as interview world-class experts and entrepreneurs who have achieved extraordinary goals themselves, and we ask them to give you a peek behind the curtain and teach you exactly what you need to do to do the same. Ready? Here we go. Hey, goal achievers and members of the Miracle Morning community, my friends, welcome to today's podcast. And we are getting back to the essence of the Achieve Your Goals podcast today to actually talk about goal achieving. You guys have heard me talk for probably, I don't even know how long, a year, six months, a year, uh, about possibly changing the name of the podcast because we talk about a lot of things, not just goal achieving as this thing started out to be. And so uh, probably going to rename the podcast here in the next few months to wake up, wake up with Hal Elrod, something like that. But not today. Today we are holding true to the Achieve Your Goals podcast and I'm bringing on arguably one of the best experts, I guess you could say, when it comes to setting and achieving goals. It is a friend of mine, Jeff Woods. He's been on the podcast before. We had him speak at our live Best Year Ever Blueprint event uh, a year or so ago. And he was uh, one of, if not the highest rated speaker at that event, highest rated by my wife and all of our attendees. And Jeff is the vice president of The One Thing, vice president of The One Thing Company, which is a company that is co-owned by Gary Keller, founder of Keller Williams Realty, billionaire Gary Keller and Jay Papasan. And Jeff works with their company as the vice president to go out and teach the things you're going to learn today at a very high level. And they teach other companies, they teach executives, they teach individuals, and they also teach couples, which you'll also hear about today because my wife and I just signed up for the one thing, uh, the goal setting couples retreat, which that's what Right. I talking to Jeff. That's what prompted me. I said, dude, come back on the podcast. Like, let's talk about this stuff. So today we dive into for the first time, uh, not only goal setting for individuals, uh, but also for couples. We talk about a little bit about what's going to happen at this retreat. You know, I was curious since I kind of got a little bit of a, a preview, if you will. So anyway, this is great. Uh, we could talk about core values, identifying your roles, clarifying your vision, setting your goals, breaking them down into activities. There's a ton of content today and uh, it's going to help you to set and achieve your goals in 2020 and beyond. So I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. I love Jeff. And, and I think then the podcast starts out here coming up, we're, we're cracking up. I hit record like in mid sentence. So <laughs> might take us a few minutes to gather our thoughts, but this is a good time and a lot of value. So Jeff's brilliant. Hope you enjoy this and I will talk to you soon. Enjoy. Hey, welcome Jeff Woods. Thank you, Hal Rod. So I just asked you if you were uh, ready to talk about goals and you, I don't know what, you made some smart-ass comment and then I made a smart-ass comment saying it's the only thing that I think you're good at talking about. So, and then you made a really brand on brand comment showing the one thing and saying, yeah, you focus on one thing. There you go. There you go. So uh, let's do this, man. So here's, here's what initiated this. I'm signed up. My wife and I signed us up to do the one thing couples goal setting retreat in October. What are the dates November. on that anyway? November. So November 14th. <laughs> That's why 15th. I couldn't find him in October. Yeah. Next, next episode, we're going to help you with time blocking. Yeah. Uh, November 14th and 15th is the couples retreat. And then the following weekend, November 21st and 22nd, we're facilitating the one thing goal setting retreat for individuals and teams. 
Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, I was literally looking through all my October. I'm like, well, where is? Okay, that makes sense. It's in November. There's also a search feature I realized on my calendar that I could have used, but yeah, I like the you manual. So anyway, so we, we, we were. I signed up for that. I wanted to do that last time with my wife, and our dates conflicted. And then this time they didn't, so I was pumped up just to do that. And then I just, you literally, all jokes aside, you're one of the best, one of the most effective human beings that I've ever heard talk about goals. And we've had you on the podcast before. We've had you at our event. You know, you talked about goals at our event. It was one of the most popular sessions. My wife was in the back of the room. She's like, Jeff is good. Like, I didn't know. I mean, like, it was, she was almost so impressed. I got a little bit, I'm like, sweetie, like, why are you looking at him? like that. And what's the tone in your voice? It was kind of uncomfortable for me. <laughs> but yeah, you're that good at goal setting uh, speak. So anyway, that's what I'm talking about today. So this is, I share this with you, my listeners, longtime listeners may be aware of this, but I have been leaning toward changing the name of the podcast for a long time. Uh, I named it in 2012, Achieve Your Goals, uh, because I wanted to talk about any topic related to helping people achieve their goals. Well, in the last, I don't know, year or so, uh, maybe less than a year, but my focus has kind of shifted where it's kind of like I get, you know, I'm interested in so many different topics that are often not at all related to achieving your goals. And so I've been, you know, I'm leaning towards calling it wake up, you know, wake up with Hal Elrod, something like that. But being that it is the Achieve Your Goals podcast, I'm excited to bring you on and actually dive into this. And it's a topic that I realized almost to my detriment, I've gotten away from. Like in my own life, I feel like I'm not quite as on point. Like I have goals I'm working towards. We got the Miracle Morning movie coming out. I'm, you know, but I'm not quite as on point, focused, strategic, disciplined, consistent with my goal setting, goal tracking, goal achieving as I have been in a while. So I'm actually excited selfishly to get myself back on track with your help today. Jeff, can you help me? I believe we can. If you can help me, you can help anybody. Where should we start, man? Let's talk about how did you get into this? How did you get into talking about goal setting? Well, I don't know if I've ever asked you that. Yeah, sure. So when I moved for, for people that haven't heard the past episodes prior to co-founding this company behind the book, The One Thing with the co-authors, Gary Keller and Jay Pabazan, I was in medical device sales. I've always been a goal setter. When I moved my family from Southern California to Austin to start this company with Gary and Jay, one of the first things Jay said to me is the fastest way you can get out of business with us is to not live the book, the one thing. Mm. You don't have to be perfect, but you've got to be on your path of mastery. The one thing is all about how do you set goals for your life? How do you cast that vision? And how do you work it back so that you are extremely focused on what's the one thing I can do such that by doing it, everything else becomes easier or unnecessary? So how the point is I showed up first as a student of the principles. And as a student, I built some authority and started to get results. And then that led to something Jay and Wendy, so Jay's the co-author of the book with Gary Keller, he and his wife, for this is their 14th year, this past weekend, they, they did their 14th goal-setting retreat where they hired a babysitter, they got away from the kids, and just sat down and actually envisioned a life together. Because a lot of couples set goals individually, but they don't set them together and they wonder why they're not on the same page. And for over a decade, Jay has been doing this with Wendy and they started just to share it with their network and it exploded in popularity. And finally, we looked up and said, look, we teach individuals, teams, and organizations how to set and achieve goals. Why don't we start hosting a couple's goal-setting retreat? Because we saw a massive void 
in the market. Nobody was doing this. Yeah. And so this is, I believe, our fourth year doing this where it's hands down one of the best things we do. Very cool. Uh, and I agree. My wife and I, I don't know that we've ever set goals together, which is why last year I was so bummed. That Isn't that we interesting? Yeah. But like, you're an, an extremely high achiever and knowing what I know about Ursula, like she's not passive. No. no. <laughs> she's, she's very driven. Yeah. And when you have two people like that, what becomes possible if you were really aligned? Yeah. Yeah. And for you're, you're, by the way, the minority, the majority of people who have a significant other, one person's a goal setter and one person wants nothing to do with it. Yeah. And they don't know how to even get them interested. Yeah. So there's a question. How do you get them interested? <laughs> I think the first is you have to speak their language. If you say, honey, let's do a couple's goal setting retreat. Like the, f- the alarms are going to go off like foreign <laughs> object. No, thank you. I think it's, it's all in the approach, which is you matter to me. And I've realized that I want to make sure that I'm clear on what matters for you out of life and that I can be the best partner for you and supporting you where it matters. And I want you to be clear with the things that matter to me. I want us to be more aligned than ever before this next year. And I'd love us to go through an awesome experience where we can do that. And Damn, at the end of the day, I am, if I wasn't already so, like that, guys, r- rewind that, write that down. There, there is your word for word script. Uh, that, that was, that's amazing, Jeff. You matter to me. I want to be able to support you in what matters to you. And I've realized I haven't always done a great job of communicating the things that I want in life. And I want you to be able to support me. So let's go through a process where we can actually figure out how we'd be the best partners for each other. Uh, I'm going to add one. You said something in there and I thought you were going one direction and then you, you switched. You said, I haven't always been good at telling you what matters to me. I think the one line that I would add into there is, I want to support you. And I realize I haven't always been good at that. Mm-hmm. I think that might be the most important line because they're like, yes, I agree 100% with you, right? <laughs> that's right. You finally acknowledge you do not do the dishes as best as you thought you could. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah. The and- more you can say, uh, yeah, I've screwed up a lot. And she, yep. Yep. All right. I'm, I'm whatever, whatever you're saying after this, I'm listening to, sweetheart. This is, this is good. You got me. And the other thing I've learned, Hal, this is our, like I said, this is our fourth year going into this. When push comes to shove, if you say, this really matters to me, and I'd love for you just to come along the journey, even if they think that they're a spectator, we handle the facilitation where they start asking themselves the questions yeah. and it unlocks everything. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. When it comes to, you know, today I want to talk about goal setting. I want to talk about it both for individuals and then sprinkling in couple stuff as it, as it fits. Mm -hmm. But what do you think, what are the biggest mistakes that people make when setting goals? Two high level things come to mind. One is how you set the goal. And one is how you have a relationship with the goals you set. Jay and I were talking about this the world doesn't really need a new way to set goals. They need a way to have a relationship with them. A lot of us have set goals before where we put it on the pretty PowerPoint and maybe you're like me and like you thought, I'm going to be a high achiever. I'm going to frame my goals. Ooh, I'm going to put them by my, my sink and I'm going to look at them while I brush my teeth. I'm going to visualize them when I do my miracle morning. That's awesome. And there's nothing wrong with that. But the challenge is if you don't, date your goals. You don't have a relationship. It's like how when you met Ursula, 
Where'd you guys meet? Uh, online. Yahoo Personals, which was bought by Match.com. There you go. I am guessing you didn't have your first conversation or your first date and say, you know what? I really like you. I could see potential here. I'll see you in a year and let's see how it goes. <laughs> That'd be no. freaking ridiculous. Like we understand if you want to get into a relationship with a person, you go on dates, you communicate in between dates, you think about them when you're not communicating. And when things are going well, you envision an even bigger life. You might move in together. You might get married. You might have kids. And when there's tension in the relationship, when you're not on track, you know, you got to change your activities because you got to get back on track. Yeah. I share this with you, Hal, because we fundamentally understand how to have a relationship with another person, but we don't apply those proven principles to having a relationship with our goals. Hmm. Setting it is step one, and we can talk about that. But the real value is in having the relationship with them. Yeah. What's your process look like to sit down with your goals and date them and to truly analyze, am I on track? Am I where I should be? And if so, if I'm ahead, great. Let me raise the bar. Let me think even bigger. And if I'm off track, what do I have to change this week in terms of my activities? What specifically belongs on my calendar so that I say yes to what really matters most? Oh, and I can relate to the, you know, the example you just gave of you know, you, when I met Ursula, right? You didn't just say, hey, I see an amazing relationship. I'll see you in a year. I can relate to doing that with goals. I think a lot of people do that where they set their goals with the best intentions. And then I remember one year in particular, I, and this was, you know, probably a decade or more ago, but I remember I set my goals. And the first time I looked at them a year later was when I opened up my computer to set my goals for the year. And I typed in goals in the search and I'm like, oh, my goals from last year, I haven't looked at this document. And then I open it and I'm like, you know, and luckily some of them I kind of hit by default because they were work goals, you know, but most of them I'm like, oh, I totally forgot I wanted to start rock climbing. I totally forgot that I want like, what, right. you know? So, so then let's talk about that. Then how do you develop a healthy relationship with your goals? How do you date them? It's all about the rhythm. And these are where the tools of the one thing really come into play. Setting the goals is, is awesome. Getting that clarity, getting that alignment, massively important. And then you've got to break it down even further. When I'm clear that personally and professionally, these are the handful of things that really matter to me this, this year. I then need to understand, okay, if that's the case, what specifically do I have to accomplish by the end of this month to feel like I'm on track for my annual goals? And that takes some time to think it through. But once you know that, then you can reverse engineer it even closer. Okay, well, what specifically do I have to accomplish this week to know that I'm on track for my month to the point that how I would be able to open up my calendar and schedule time to do those activities. Now, I'm going to underline something there. I said activities. I did not say results. A lot of people are good at identifying the results they want to achieve. They're not great at identifying the activities they have to take to achieve the results. We help people get out of results land and identify the actions they've got to take this week to know, boom, if I just do that, that small, tiny thing this week, I know I'm on track for my month, which puts me on track for my year, which puts me on track for my five-year goals and my someday goals, which we help people set as well. So it's all about what we call goal setting to the now, breaking it down so small to the point that I know if I do not honor this 30-minute time block to have this one conversation, I am not on track for this very specific goal I've set for the year. Yeah. I want to back up to setting the goal. How do you recommend people set goals or how do you set goals in terms of 
Is it, you say, what are the three most important results I want in my life? Do you say, okay, I'm going to set a goal for my, for like the eight areas of the wheel of life, health, relationships, financial, sure. career, right? Contribution. How do you recommend people set goals? How many goals, breaking them down, categories, all that. So here's what you and Ursula are going to go through. Yes. Preview. First, we are going to look at what are your core values? Mm-hmm. I love that. I just, so yeah. Before okay. we can even get into what your goals are, we have to ask the question, what are your values? Here, let me reach under my desk and grab some. So this is, this is a prototype, but these, this is our value deck. So we've got this deck that will be out by the end of the year where it looks like a domino on one side. And on the other end, it says a value. There's 140 different core values that could be yours. Mm-hmm. And what you're going to do is you're actually going to start to figure out, is accountability one of mine? Yes or no. And you're just going to start discarding it. Align, it feels like it's me or it's not. And you're going to go through this process where by the end, you will know exactly what your top three core values are. Mm-hmm. Like I can tell you mine are growth, recognition, and impact. I can tell you J's are family, impact, and abundance in that order. And all of a sudden, when you're clear on what your core values are, Hal, and when you can see what Ursula's core values are, you're suddenly going to understand why you behave the way you behave. And you're going to know exactly how to support the other person. I don't like the tone you used when you said how I behave the way I behave. I, didn't, I felt like you were judging me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just hanging around Gary. He always says behave. I don't know. Oh, uh, that's funny. You know, I love that. A few weeks ago, I did an episode on core values. It's the most shared episode possibly I've ever had. Yeah. So I'm totally in alignment with you. My wife would probably never listen to that episode of mine. So I can't wait to yeah. hear it from you because that's going to be effective. That's right. Well, I, I, had a, I interviewed a couple earlier who went through this last year and their marriage was really on the rocks. And when I asked him, what were you hoping to get out of the retreat? The, the wife said, I legitimately, my goal was if I could stand being in the room with him. She says, Jeff, I was at that place in my life where I had two young kids and I was genuinely thinking that life might be easier if I did this on my own without him. Wow. That's the place their marriage was when they showed up. And when they did the core values thing, she realized her number one value was efficiency. His number one value was fun. And the moment they realized it, the thing that created all this tension was she just wanted to drive efficiency in the home. And he's always being Mr. Fun Guy. And she's like, that's so inefficient. I just want to get this done. And she's like, she's always trying to press for efficiency. She's never having any fun. So it was like oil and water. But the moment they understood, this is how I'm wired. Mm. This is the thing I value most. She realized, oh my gosh, my efficiency is how I show love for the family. And him showing fun is the way he brings value to the family. And the thing that used to create distance now actually brought them together. You just needed a different way of looking at it. Yeah, I love that. And I relate to her. I'm like, Mr. Efficiency. And my wife's like, just freaking relax. <laughs> just, we don't have to do everything so on point. And so, you know, uh, yeah, so that's good. So, I, I, I'm looking forward to that result. This just future. brings purpose to why you do what you do. So we start with your values. We're going to take a look at the roles you play husband, father, podcast host, business owner. Like if you really look at all the roles that you play in your life and if you actually have to stack rank them in order of priority, that is eye-opening because well, people will look and say, I actually say that I'm a husband and a father first and second and a businessman second, but do I actually act that way? That's massively eye-opening. Mm. Then we talk, we go through now let's cast a vision for your life. So when you talk about those areas of your life, you and Ursula yeah. will have the chance to actually imagine what does an extraordinary look like 
health-wise for us someday from now? What does extraordinary finances look like someday from now? And you will do your work independently and you'll share your thoughts with each other, not so that you have the same answers, but that you have insight into what each other is thinking so you can support one another. Then we reverse engineer it to five-year goals, one-year goals, and then you put a plan in place to support each other. Yeah, the thing that's amazing about goal setting, and I think it depends on the person's you know, kind of mind in, in some ways, but it, it's not rocket science, but it is a really disciplined process, right? And there's a method to the madness, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so like the way that you're explaining it is, it's like, yeah, that makes sense. But when was the last time I did that? Like, you know, nothing you said, I'm like, wow, I've never heard core values roll, right? But I'm like, when was the last time I actually did that? And especially there's such value, I think, being led by someone Right, so that you have not only the accountability, but just the guidance and the you know, and hey, let do this first, and then you're like, okay, now do this, okay, now do right. You fall. It's kind of like you know, making a beautiful dinner, and then if you follow the recipe step by step, at the end, you're like, whoa, this is amazing, you know. Yeah. And so that that's what I see here. Well, you and I both are good friends with Mr. John Berghoff, arguably one of the best facilitators I've ever seen, yeah. and. There's real value in having somebody that can just shepherd you through a process because then you can actually be present in doing the work. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So let's get back to back this up to kind of the, how do you set the goals, right? And for you, it's getting clear on your core values, getting clear on your roles, clarifying your vision in the areas of your life that, that matter, then setting your five-year goals, three-year goals, one-year goals. And then you go from there to breaking it down to your monthly activities, your weekly activities, your daily activities, down to the minute. Let's pick it up there. What, what, what so if we, I, if I had to summarize, someday goals, five-year goals, one-year goals. Yeah. Once you have a sense of what your one-year goals are, this is where we need to ask the question, how do we have a relationship with them? When we have goals around our business, you're probably going to need a business plan. So how do you create a simple business plan that gets everybody on the same page? We have a framework for that called a GPS. Literally, it's a one-page business plan. Mm. And how then we talk about how do you create a rhythm for having the relationship with your goals? And we walk you through another framework for that. And the mark of success, Hal, is not if you and Ursula walk out and do all of this. It's if you walk out and do some of it. This yeah. is an annual ritual. Year one is all about laying the foundation. Year two, you build a little bit more. Year three, you build a little bit more. I mean, I think my um, think back to Amy's and my first goal setting retreat. We just went through it. It wasn't life changing for our marriage the first year, but what it did do was it laid the foundation so that in year two, my wife, who is not a goal setter, was open to having the weekly meeting where we sat down and reviewed our goals and said, hey, these are the things that we said mattered this year. And if that's the case, this is what we said mattered this month. So what do you need me to do to support you this week to make sure I help you there? And what do you need to do? And, and vice versa to the point that we were clear, regardless of what state the dishes or the laundry or if our kids were screaming were in, we were hyper clear that, hey, this week, we said our number one priority personally was to find a new school for our son, Dean. Mm. How are you doing? Do you need me to help you? Do you need me to put that on my 411 so that I can make sure that that gets done? What does that need to look like? You mentioned the 411. Uh, well, first, I want to say this. I want to get to the 411, but what you're talking about, it, you know, the weekly meeting, it's so interesting because I can think in the last six months, since COVID hit, really, right? Yeah. There are, when COVID hit, there are all these things. It was kind of a wake up call that my wife and I were like, man, we really need to do these things. And we've been like, we want to find a property that's kind of like a weekend place we can get to, and blah, blah. But we've been so, there hasn't been the weekly meeting. 
it's the, oh, I found this on Zillow. And I'm like, oh, cool. And then I'm like, I look, and then we forget. And then there's other things, you know, there's all these things that we've wanted to do for six months, but um, they've all fallen by the wayside. So, you know, what you're talking about is, is so important. The 411, you mentioned that, and I, I'm, I'm sure. drawing a blank. I know we talked about that, I think, either at my event or on the last podcast. Remind me what that is. A 411 is a tool that helps you have a relationship with your goals. It is a simple framework where you can say, these are my top annual goals for the year, personally and for professionally, and it helps you break it down to, this is what I got to do this month, breaks it down to, this is what I got to do this week. And for people who actually commit to using a 411, you update it every week. So I update mine Friday mornings where I'm reflecting back on what I said my priorities were for the last week. I'm asking, how did I do? I'm acknowledging that I may feel have certain feelings about that. And I'm identifying, okay, what can I actually do to improve this coming week? That's where the growth is. That's also the accountability. And then I set my priorities for the upcoming week, which naturally prompts me to open up my calendar and make sure that I have time blocked for those things. That way, it's not just hope. I actually have a plan. Mm. Mm, beautiful. The uh, last thing I want to ask you about is you just mentioned accountability. I'm big on accountability. I always say that it's it, it's arguably the linchpin in achievement, mm. you know, and that those of us, if you look at the highest performing individuals in the world, they have a high degree of accountability, whether it's an athlete who has to show up to the coach, right? It's like, you know, the Michael Jordan to the world and the, the, the best in the world. They, they always give it, the, hey, it's, it's my coach. Like I wouldn't have practiced right. this diligently without having to show up to practice, right? right. CEOs have, you know, an executive board and shareholders, and they've got all these layers of accountability. So for an individual or a couple, what's your view on accountability, the role it plays, and, and, and you know, just a tip you can give on how someone listening can start integrating some form of accountability to help them achieve goals? Not only do we believe it's important, we would suggest that it is one of the three commitments you must make if you want to live an extraordinary life. First, you got to be willing to follow the path of mastery, which means be humble, be a student, always get better. Second, we call it moving from E to P, moving from being entrepreneurial, purposeful, means quit relying on your natural ability and reinventing the wheel. Mm. Recognize that others have gone before you and have achieved more than you. So why not study them so you can start where they finished? Mm. And third is live the accountability cycle. When things do not go your way, quit pointing the finger quit going to blame, shame, justification, look in the mirror and ask the question, what can I do differently? Be accountable. So I think it's absolutely vital. I think the thing that people acknowledge, have to, have to understand is there's different levels of accountability. At, at the most basic level, you can say, I'm going to hold myself accountable. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to do it myself. You want to ratchet it up a level? I'm going to leverage a model or a system. Like that 411 that I talked about, that is an accountability system. You want to leverage it up a level? You need a pure or a friend, or your significant other, who's going to hold you accountable. And, and you can all go all the way up to the highest level of accountability is to hire a coach. Yeah. Because you're paying them money. It's their job to go where you want to hide. It's their job to take a stand for your possibilities when you're fighting for your limitations. The question is, what's the right fit for you with no judgment? Yeah. I love some of the things that you say, like uh, the coach's job is to go where you want to hide. That's beautiful. Oh. Dude, we could have we could go into some stories about that, but and yes, yeah, I love this. All right, so I know we're we're uh, at the end of our time here. If anybody wants to join Ursula and I at the couples goal setting retreat, and I know you said the following weekend isn't a, a retreat for individuals and teams. Uh, what's the place to to get info on that and sign up? So we we've created a specific sign up page for Hal for you and and the people in your audience. So if you guys go to the one thing.com, 
That's with the number one. So the, then number one thing.com slash Hal. So the one thing.com slash H-A-L. I'm glad my name is short. That keeps it super simple. I know. I know. (laughs) Simple. And by the way, this is a virtual retreat, to be clear, right? They're, they're normal, yeah, they're in 100% person, but... virtual. So, I mean, Hal, I, knowing you, you're going to grab your Snuggie and your slippers and, you know, <laughs> you, you do you, man. That's right. No, I'll just be dressed from the waist up. That's all you get on virtual stuff from me. That's all I can promise. You know what? That, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, Jeff Woods, man. Uh, I love you. I always love talking to you. Yeah, we need to get together. We need to see each other. We need to do a, um, you know, virtual something. I guess we just did it. We, I just saw you. I don't. I could. I could actually probably go a few months until I see you again. Well, if you wanted to see me, see me. We're going to have to do it in the next few weeks because, true story, last year when Amy and I did our couples retreat, one of our someday goals was that we would live closer to mountains. Get out of here! It's been really important to us. And as long as I've been running this company, I was of the mindset that I had to be here in Austin because that's where Gary and Jay are. Hmm. And with COVID, the world has changed. And I believe the future of work is virtually based, physically enhanced. Hmm. And as a company that teaches companies to be productive, we need to be that company. So we have authority. I made that pitch to my partners and they said, yes. And then I asked, so do I need to be in Austin? And they said, no. So we're moving to Denver. Get out of here. So if you need a place to go on the weekends, uh, we have a basement. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Dude, no, we'll come to Denver. How about if I need a place to go from July to september uh to get out of austin texas when it's the heat wave here uh yeah we'll come to denver to visit you man you got you got my number cool all right brother well jeff i appreciate you again everybody listening if you are interested in checking out the couples goal setting retreat which my wife and i will be at virtual retreat or the one for individuals and teams go to the the number one the one thing using the number one the one thing dot com forward slash hal and uh, check it out. I'll be there. Hopefully you will join me. And Jeff, much love, brother. I look forward to uh, the next time we connect. Awesome, Hal. Thanks, man. All right, take care. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the Achieve Your Goals podcast and to get access to today's show notes, transcript, and exclusive content from Hal Elrod, visit halelrod.com forward slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Achieve Your Goals podcast. 